Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's the podcast where some assembly is required, but we don't know what those steps are. It's guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside. Not reading the instructions, Art Shirley. And Jay Reed. Oh, oh come Jay, on, come on. You got to step up your game, man. We're going live next week. Oh, God, oh. that's for sure. Sorry. Sorry. That was really loud. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah. So what are you going to do? I was working on my geek. I wasn't really paying attention to either one of you. Uh, and how, 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 how's that different? How's that different from normal? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we'll reciprocate in kind. <laughs> of course we will. Of course we will. Falls in the air, which means fall TV is in the air, which I don't know what else that means. Yeah. Remember when, when fall previews yeah. for the, the fall television show premieres in September were yeah. such a huge deal? Yeah. It's really the only way we had to find out what was coming, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, unless there'd you... Be a, there'd be a TV Guide episode that said, here's what's coming this fall. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, Or or if you had TV Guide, because, yeah. you know, you would have some fall previews in TV Guide. But how much easier was it to keep spoilers away from people? Oh, yeah. Way back when. Yeah. So, we but did. We didn't know nothing. No, we didn't know nothing about no spoilers. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, all right. Are you ready, Jay? I'm ready now. I'm right. listening to every word. <laughs> every word. I'm good. That's good because I'm not listening to anything I'm mm-hmm. saying. So let's jump into some geeks of the week. Who wants to go first? You can go I'll first. I'll go first. Art. Yeah. Uh, the announcement came the other day, maybe yesterday, day before yesterday, I think it was now, that um, there will be a Deadpool 3. This will be the first Deadpool that uh, has been produced since uh, Disney bought Fox. So there's some concern over, over what type of... Uh, content we'll get what will be approved and what won't be approved but will the he, big news will he still be the merc with the mouth will he still quote. be the merc with the mouth yeah uh but uh, the big news that came yesterday is that uh, or day before yesterday is that hugh jackman is going to reprise his role as wolverine after saying he wouldn't do it anymore after logan he's going to come back and be in in some capacity deadpool 3 so there was a scene with um Ryan Reynolds trying to talk about how they're prepared for Deadpool 3. And then he said, we really got nothing. And you see Hugh Jackman walk by uh, behind his couch. And he said, hey, Hugh, you want to be in Deadpool 3? He goes, yeah, sure, Ryan. And so that was it. And now they've had a follow-up video. Have you seen the follow-up video where the two of them are sitting on the couch and they're supposed to be talking about what's coming up and what's in store? And they play. Like how everything is supposed to come together despite him being dead. Somebody has done lip reading. And have transcribed. What yeah, they said. I've seen they they play uh, Wham's "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" over their conversation. But I know the word uh, saber tooth was mentioned. There's some words too that were that, <laughs> that were are able not, to lip read that are not suitable for con- uh, not not Disney this, approved. Not Disney approved. Not yeah, Disney right. approved. So. But anyway, that's exciting. It's coming out in 2023. Hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, we'll see. But. Uh, uh, did you like the Deadpool movies? You know, yeah, I did. I liked both of those. And they're not typically, you know, uh, I mean, to me, it's one of those examples of I'm okay with R-rated and raunchy content as long as it fits the character. And it fit Deadpool. I think it was done very well. I thought the first one was better than the second one. Have y'all seen them both? Yeah. Anyone? Yeah. I've uh, seen parts of the first one. I haven't seen the second yeah. at all. Uh, fun. I mean... If you like Ryan Reynolds, you're going to get Ryan Reynolds. Exactly, 100%. <laughs> if you don't yeah. like Ryan Reynolds, you're going to get Ryan Reynolds, and you're probably not going to want to see it. Uh, was there Has there ever been an actor born to play Deadpool more than Ryan Reynolds? I would probably say not. Yeah. Born to play Deadpool. Anyway. In the pool. In the pool. 
His middle name's Bernie. But uh, is I his think brother Bumperpool, the player for Arkansas. Oh, oh. sports reference. Is that is that a bad memory for you, Bumperpool? Wasn't he in part of that fourth and twenty-five? Probably so. <laughs> Everybody was a part of that. The whole team. <laughs> the whole team. All right. Sorry, we digress. Anyway, so uh, I flashback. I was like, you know, just shut down. I mentally shut down, thinking about the re- reliving that. I think that'll be a fun. Uh, you know, revisiting with by Wolverine because you know, I, at first you you see that as just the Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds. They're constantly they, they're obviously on each great other. friends. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff in social media, picking on each other. And then and in the Deadpool movie, uh, he picks on Hugh Jackman throughout the thing. So, like I said, that's that's pretty funny. So you know, She Hulk is breaking the fourth wall right now yeah. in its current run. So that is that leading up to Deadpool in the MCU. Is it kind of, um. Basically, teaching modern MCU fans how to handle someone looking into camera and talking. I don't know. I mean, I think most MCU fans have probably seen Deadpool, and they don't, you know. So I don't, I don't yeah. think it's going to be something that we have to. But you know. aren't isn't She Hulk and Deadpool the only two comic characters who break the fourth wall? Consistently, the only ones that I know. I mean, I'm sure they've been consistently. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there have been incidences where somebody winks at the camera or you know do that. Uh, you know, Superman from the Filmation comics did it first because he ended every episode by winking at the camera. You know, after some as Clark Kent. But uh, anyway, hmm. so Superman did it first. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course he did. Of course he did. So, all right. Well, that was educational and entertaining. Educational and entertaining both. Yes, Getting your right. money's worth today with this podcast. You may want it back after no, just <laughs> after you assemble it. Um, what you got there, Mr. Reed? Well, you know, we have it – was, it was announced – I don't want to get into politics, but he may have seen that it was announced the other day that the, the pandemic we've been living in for a couple of years is over, apparently. Oh, yeah. But there's another one coming. It has to do with <laughs> studios scrapping uh, – pro. Uh, Products that were already done. So I saw this. I don't even know this character. Do y'all know who Grendel is? Sure. From the Dark Horse. Comics? Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. got a couple. I, mean, I don't. Books. I don't. Haven't read any of them, but I know the character. Yet. Is it a? The it, picture here is is a, of a Spider Manish kind of a Venom looking person. Spider Man, Batman combo. Okay. Yeah, that was images. The images. Who, yeah. Who did? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. That was their attempt to get in. That was uh-huh. their kind of marquee character in the. Lady who owns 80s? Image now? Did DC buy Image? Well, this is saying that it was Comico, and then Dark Horse took it over. The Dark after. Horse is uh, DC. That's DC's imprint, isn't it? Or is it Vertigo that I'm thinking about? Uh, Vertigo is DC's imprint. Yeah. I think Dark Horse is, is still Marvel's, independent. Oh, it's still independent. Is it? Okay, yeah, yeah, it sure is. That sure is. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Netflix had done an entire season oh. of of a Grendel really? TV show and then said, no, we're not going to show it. Not so, going to show it. That's what I can't get over. Yeah, well, in, in what I read about it, it doesn't tell whether or not they've reached that post-production. You know, I, we were talking about that with the Batgirl movie, how, mm-hmm. you know, the, the post-production is the most expensive part, which y'all know more about than me. But So we don't know if it's to that point level yet or... As he sits in a post-production facility. Right, right. here I am. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm absorbing the yeah. post-production knowledge. For the podcast, it's a real Jeep part. Of the <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you do a little editing. So. The difference, yeah. though, with this one and the Batgirl is that in I guess in the original contract Netflix has said you know you can shop it out to other other venues and so if someone else wanted to pick it up and show it it's it's out there for the purchase for the highest bidder or whatever they do that so we might yet get to see it but not anytime soon and not as planned probably not it's on eBay so how many more will will go I mean it to me again and then there was no mention of insurance or tax write-offs or anything it just took well, it off. You know, and I, but before the show, I mentioned that um, 
that's just been an announcement from HBO and Discovery, whatever that Warner Brothers and Discovery rather, that they're pulling a lot of uh, the Adult Swim animated uh, material. You know why, right? Because why? They don't want to pay royalties. Oh, is that what it is? It's part of it. So okay, because it's got like I know Blade Runner's one of them. In order to um, in order to contract their budget, because the new CEO of the combined companies, which came from the discovery side, said yeah. we're going to cut X amount of dollars from from our operating budget. Okay, so that Part- makes sense because they're established anime shows, you know, with audiences. But yeah, they would have to pay a new you, royalty deal, right? That's right. Yeah, you got okay. royalties there. So if you if you kill the stuff with high royalty fees, then you cut mm-hmm. your accounts payable. Yeah, pretty dramatically. So they're going to come up with their own. Well, they've got their own stable of heroes. Heroes, I guess, that they have the rights to. Yeah, Chip and Joanna. <laughs> oh, Discovery. Yeah. Yeah the the animated adventures of Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh wow! Oh. Can you imagine? They're the they're the DCU version of Damage Control. Ah, so they come right. in they and come clean, in up. clean things yeah. up. Yeah. Oh man, we should be patenting or trademarking yeah, or doing should, something. Yeah. That get the, would, web, get cut, the website, cut this, Robbie. Cut get this the website. From the, cut this from the podcast, and we'll uh, we'll pick it up later. We'll we'll monetize it. So. Oh, that's a million dollar idea right there. Yeah. It really is. Million dollars that we'll never see. So anything else, Jay? <laughs> that really That is all. I could see that as a series. Man. Was that not be funny? Yeah. You know, Chick Chip and Joanna dispatching from Baylor, Texas, you oh. know, on their own private yeah. supersonic to go know, clean up Metropolis and SR seventy one jet. You know, they're going to Metropolis, then Gotham, then Emerald City, and then wherever else. And they show up. I mean, oh man, that's yeah, that would work. That would be pretty friggin' hilarious. So we'd watch it. Yeah, yeah sure. Would we? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, plan so, to watch it. Never get to it. Speaking <laughs> of cancellations, we should just have a death watch portion every every show. What's been canceled? Okay. Yeah, we should because Star Trek, we should start a spinoff. The know. Death Watch. <laughs> the Death Watch. The Death Watch. <laughs> uh, so Star Trek Four, the Kelvin version, Star Trek Four, the Kelvin timeline, uh-huh. has been pulled from Paramount's schedule. I saw that. Yeah. So uh, they not, lo- not necessarily postponed, but just pulled, right? Well, yeah, they're pulled. They lost a the director, Matt Shackman. Shackman. S H A K M A M A N. I can't talk, okay. speak, or pronounce. Um, has been uh, plucked from the Paramount stable of directors. He's going to be directing the Fantastic Four ah. for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So they lost their director, so they have pulled Star Trek Four from schedule. Ah. That was a series or a movie? Series. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry, movie. Movie. So it the Chris be- Pine, Zach Quinto. Oh, that person? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Star Trek, Star Trek Beyond, Star Trek... Into darkness. Into darkness. You yeah. called it the Kelvin version. Explain that to me and our other listeners who are not. So, sure. well, actually, our other listeners know. Yeah. <laughs> Mervin, I'll, Mervin, you got this right. I bet Mrs. Hughes does actually, not know. You know what? I've actually got some mail from Mervin. I'll read here in a second. He wants uh-huh. to share with both of you. Uh-huh. So, I think we need to start the Mervin universe. We should start the oh, Mervin man. universe. The yeah. Mervin is psychic. Yeah, I'm going to check out his recommendation, which you'll tell us. And, and, and the, the, the universe. And you never mind. It is psychic, Jerry. So. <laughs> His older brother, Jerry. So uh, when J.J. Abrams, when he was not allowed to do Star Trek, he went, I mean, Star Wars, because he wanted to do the Star Wars 7, that was taking forever and a day to do. So he jumped over to the Paramount universe and did the new Star Trek. So okay. they they recast everybody, right? Right. So, and I've seen so I've seen most of those. I just, so the 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 first J.J. Abrams Star Trek I think is great. I really enjoyed yeah. that movie. Uh, so what happens is there is a time travel shenanigan that changes the prime timeline, 
and creates what's called the Kelvin timeline. Okay. Based so, on the name of the ship. Name of the name oh. of the ship that encounters a Romulan warlord who's gone awry, who's come back from the future to take vengeance on Spock because of something that happened to Romulus. Okay. And so the ship that the that it's Eric Banya who plays the uh, yeah. the 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 big bad. He's the Romulan warlord who comes back, uh, ends up attacking the USS S. Kelvin, which has uh, George Kirk. No, no, no. What's what's George Kirk? Is it George Kirk? Is yeah. his dad? It's James uh-huh. James Kirk's dad and Sam Cook's his brother. I think George is right. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Uh, played by Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth, which yeah. was his first major role yeah, okay. in a major movie mm-hmm. and so George Kirk ends up dying which changes James T. Kirk's trajectory in life so it's a it's a split off the prime universe and it's called the Kelvin timeline gotcha. okay. becomes a Beastie Boys fan okay yeah <laughs> that's right he does sabotage. <laughs> sabotage that is such a it, it really is a great movie yeah. so but it is it's anyway. a, yeah I, I enjoyed that I, I and I've enjoyed all of them I think that the one uh, the one with Khan was kind of weak, but um, yeah, I think it could darkness. have been good. They just should have they should have met, let Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch be a, his own villain. Yeah, they really should yeah. have. So you know the, the 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 thing with Into Darkness with Benedict Cumberbatch's Khan, you knew basically what didn't happen in Rathacon happened. Yeah, in Into Darkness, and so Kirk dies, and Spock doesn't, and yeah. it's just and it just and it was yeah yeah just anyway. Cyclops, didn't he? Cyborg, he Cyborg always mm-hmm. dies. Yeah, always. Cyborg. So we've got viewer text. It's no longer mail. It's not really a viewer because they're not watching us. So listener text. Sure, sure. Listener text bag. So this is from Mervin. I forgot to text the other day. Art missed what I considered to be the best audio drama podcast podcast ever made. Besides, yeah, it's of a certain age. It's called We're Alive, A Story of Survival, and it's got follow up projects. So he highly recommends that you guys watch. Or listen, listen to and it. and didn't acknowledge that Jay was even on. <laughs> Apparently, I was right. I, you know, I was trying yeah. to say it. I just couldn't get. You know, yeah. Get, were, were you there that episode? I yeah, was there. we were having an, a discussion about podcasts we had listened to. Well, what's it yeah. about? He didn't say what it's about. Yeah, it's, it's a story of survival, life. I guess. So it's, okay. Well, so I, I I haven't looked it up. I need to look it up. But you remember the the movie Alive, yes. which was the. Whatever the, the South whatever Americans, pull. it was a South American country national soccer team that got uh-huh. you know stuck in the Andes yeah. or something. I don't know. In a cave? No, they no, were on top a of a mountain. On top of a mountain, and they ended I don't up think eating it was a different other. sports team that got trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're so thinking of the Malaysia, another or pandemic, the, or the or yeah. the Thai like Boy Scout troop or something. That like. might be. You may yeah. be right. Yeah. Yeah. I may be crazy. Yeah. There's a there's a movie about that on or a series or something on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Elon Musk was going to bring everything to get them out. And he never did a thing. Oh, right, right, right. He's trying to build a tunnel from L.A. to the tunnel. <laughs> How long is this going to take? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. All right. So there's no sun, and <laughs> we can't charge our electric cars. There's no solar down here. <laughs> Wow. But thanks, Mervin, for the suggestion and for listening. Yeah, we know you listen. Is he going to be at Dave's? No, I don't think he's going to be at Dave's. Be great if he would. But anyway. All right, let's jump into the second half of the show after the break. We're going to talk about does fantasy, science fiction, Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings lend themselves better to series than movies? 
we will answer that question. At least two of us will up next. And we're back after the break. We're going to talk about does the medium make the message when it comes to um, Star Wars, Star Trek. Jay just got these bugged out eyes. That's a reference to Marshall McLuhan. McLuhan. You should. The medium is the message. Okay. Have you never heard that that phrase before? It sounds familiar. Because <laughs> he just said it. Because I just said. Because you just like, said it twenty seconds it. ago, and he wrote it. So, um, it, so this is my question: Does Star Wars, Star Trek, and the current sci-fi fantasy golden age we're in is it better as a streaming episodic or as an event movie? Yes. <laughs> And that does it for uh, guys of a certain age yeah. this week. Now, when Thanks you for joining. ask us the original question, you included like Marvel and stuff like that. Absolutely. As well, right? so, yeah. so, you know, any I, of the stuff we talk about, okay. any of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, musicals. except for musicals, but, but think about it. So we, it, it appears that, that the star Wars brain trust has kind of punted all their movies down for the foreseeable future. And they put all their dice and candy and other accoutrements into the streaming bag on Disney Plus. Yeah. So we've seen we've seen the recent Obi Wan. We've seen uh, two seasons of The Mandalorian. Two seasons of The Mandalorian. No, two and a half seasons of The Mandalorian. Well, yeah, half a season pick, of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're in the middle of Andor, which yeah. I haven't gotten past episode two yet. Oh, that's really? I, I love Andor. I watched yeah. two last night. Yeah. We watched. We're we're caught up. And we love I it. Kind of fell asleep through two. I need to go get, back and revisit. get to three. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in that case, I I think Star Wars is probably working better as I think a so too. I think so too. I think that you know I, we all agreed that Boba Fett was a bit of a miss. Maybe it would have been better as a as a, a, a tighter movie, but I don't know that it would have been. I don't it just me. It just didn't seem to have. I think it, we've talked about this before, but Mandalorian stole so much of Boba Fett's thunder. You know, because that was in his had, armor. Yeah, that's right. If that had been Boba Fett from the outset. You know, we wouldn't have needed that, but anyway, that's. Uh, but I think um, I think they they have a an opportunity to tell a much more involved story. Well, and, and that's one of the things that draws me to fantasy and science fiction is the world building, right? Right. If you're if you come to it from the books, especially, you've always felt like they had to drop so much to make a movie of it. You know, even Peter Jackson's long, you know, the long and winding Lord epic, of the Rings. Yeah, that's right. Those epic movies, even the extended director's cut, there's still a lot that's left out. Now, The Hobbit, they actually made to make stuff up. <laughs> but with the Lord of the Rings series, boy did there are things that they left out, which I think that they're going to be able to explore with uh, Rings of Power a little bit more, even though it's a... It's a new story. Yeah, I mean, it's it's based on on his writings. It's or based some, on a, on the six appendices. Yeah, that's right. Of the Lord of the Rings. But I think they can. I think they can get more into uh, some of the world building that you, you sometimes you have to kind of cut short on some things. So Rings of Power is the only. It, it's the only TV show streamer that I've come across that has footnotes in the uh, in the X ray. You know, you hit X ray, you can yeah. see little notes about everything, and so it's giving footnotes to basically. Where in the appendices? Oh, that's interesting. I that they that. got this yeah. this name or this story or what have yeah. you. So that's pretty funny. But um, that's I, kind of a neat thing. I didn't realize they were doing that. Yeah, but that really expands and it kind does. of yeah expands what you're getting. So with that. I think with Star Wars, up until Andor, it's all been typical Skywalker centric. Yeah. All right. So it's mm-hmm. it's and when I say that, I mean it's it's Tatooine. It's um, 
Tatooine. Yeah, it's Tatooine. And then it could be Tatooine. Tatooine. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. with Andor, we've started to get away and expand the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's the show we've been waiting for for 20 years yeah. to see what else is going on. We're tired of Skywalker people. Uh-huh. So with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think they have really expanded with the streaming shows. Yeah. Because you look at Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel. There are other places, pieces, parts of the, of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. So... Is, I, I mean, also think the production value is something, because it used to be that you had a trade-off. If you were watching a TV series, your production value was not going to be good. I mean, we talked about Battlestar Galactica versus Star Wars. Battlestar Galactica had... The original Galactica. The, yeah, the original Galactica had production values that were great for TV at the time, but still didn't hold up to what you would see you know, at the theater. Uh, if you look at the Hulk and you know the from the seventies, mm-hmm. obviously that was not the same thing that we're getting now. Now you're seeing production values and effects that are every bit as good as what you'd see, you know, on the big screen. The problem is you don't have the big screen, but are you willing to make that trade off? The volumetric sets that they're building with the LED walls yeah. are yeah, really incredible. It's a game changer. Uh-huh. It's absolutely so a game changer. So, but what do you think, Jay? Well, when I thought about this, the some of the things. I mean, I have enjoyed. The series, and I think the stories that are being told in the series are appropriate for that, for the TV. But ultimately, these these projects, be it Marvel or Star Wars in particular, they need to be big. So yeah. in, my, in my mind, if you've got a big ship or a big character like Darth Vader, or I mean Chewbacca, I mean, literally big, I want to see that on the big yeah. screen because it's going to make a bigger impact Um I think, and that's what it's designed to do. I don't mind watching it again on TV. I've loved the series and the stories that have been told. I like the fact that with Mandalorian, you know, they could spread it out. I mean, you could have made a Mandalorian movie, but I wouldn't be as into it probably without the series. It keeps me connected to Star Wars throughout. But as far as visually, they're so much big. I mean, that's just the best way I can describe it. Yeah. And I I want to see it on the big screen. That's why I think the answer is ultimately yes. I think there are certain things that, that fit better in a movie uh, and certain things that fit better in the TV series. I wonder if the Obi-Wan series might have been a better movie because then you would have had that fight between Vader and Obi-Wan on the big screen. That would have been neat to Mm -hmm. see that. Uh, I I think when you look at Endgame, sorry, Endgame and uh, Infinity War, those needed to be big. Yeah, Yeah. I I just rewatched Endgame this week. Did you? And... It's still fabulous. Yeah. I mean, there's still parts parts of it that I'm just like, oh my goodness, we're yeah. seeing this. This is absolutely uh-huh. incredible, and it 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 is so incredibly well done. But it's a twenty, it is a twenty movie payoff. So, yes, right. So you know, Kevin Feige and company came in and took the things we like from the the, the streaming shows that are serialized, uh-huh. and take some took some of the same principles across twenty movies. Yeah. And we've talked about this multiple times. It's why it's why Marvel has succeeded and DC has failed. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it comes down to some you some you're going to want as spectacle, and some mm-hmm. you're going to want as story. And you have huh. the ability to tell a story in a series, you know, over that arc. Uh, Now, sometimes I think they don't take full advantage of that. I mean, we've watched some of these shows and thought, well, that was a filler episode. That was a filler episode. But I think they're kind of getting, I think they're kind of working all that out. It's like, okay, we've, we've got this. Let's take advantage of this. We don't have to tell everything. And I think this is what we're seeing with Andor. 
you can you can take a couple episodes to set things up. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to have just this this payoff right at the beginning. You can, especially in the in in terms of what I think Andor is going to become as a story. I think you have time to actually develop that as you would in a book. You know, a lot of times in a book you've got stuff and you're like in the first third of the book and you're thinking, all right, we're finding all this stuff out. When's something going to happen? But they've built this in a world they built this this environment that you're in and so that becomes real and then the payoff is better as you get into the book because all of a sudden you've grounded all these people in yeah. whatever fantastic reality it is of it is but you've you've given them something so that there's meaning more meaning to it i mean in game and uh infinity uh infinity war yeah it. infinity war than in yeah, I, yeah i was getting i knew i was getting those backwards yeah in game you would think at the at the end but if there's infinity is there any end <laughs> Oh my gosh, mind blown. That would not have worked as well as DC found out without that payoff of building that world over those 20 movies. You know, well, and the Dillo's characters. And we again, we've talked about this before. The the um Robert Downey Jr. was a big part of that. Yeah. And the fact that you had that that lovable character that you saw grow across. Yeah. So, now um, what's interesting to me to think about though is like we've talked about Star Wars and Marvel uh, granted, those came from Star Wars was movie went to series, Marvel comic books that went to movies, and now series. But Star Trek starts as a television series. Yes. So uh, and then transitioned very well. I think you know every other movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> Wrath of Khan. You know, well, so the you first, see you the see, first three are good. Yeah. Through well, through a search you, for Spock. Yeah, I mean, really, if you start with if you discount. Star Trek the motion picture which was 2001 trying to be Star Trek. I like it. I enjoy it. But I mean yeah. really Wrath of Khan is one of the my favorite movies period yes. regardless of whatever. And then that the the three picture arc that it ended with uh, uh Search for Spock or Yeah. No, Voyage, Voyage Home. Home. Voyage yeah. Home. Yeah, so Search for Spock, Voyage Home. So those those are solid. Yeah. And those that's a solid thing. Uh, again, <laughs> and then William Shatner directs. Yeah, then yeah, then it all kind of fell apart. And I don't think the next generation ever really the next generation seemed too much like TV shows on the big they, screen. They really did. They seemed like the next generation for there were four next generation movies, I think so, right? Yeah. And they seemed like they wanted to add more special effects to a TV show. To a TV show. Yeah, I think that's right. So, but Star Trek, I think, has found its its home back with with well, Discovery's okay, but Strange New Worlds. We've talked Strange about Strange New Worlds proves to me that Star Trek worked as well on TV as it ever did. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't, I don't know that I felt that until I saw that. You know, until I saw Strange New Worlds, because Discovery was okay. I enjoyed, you know, I'll enjoy like every other season of Discovery. It seems like that's a good way to put but, it. And so it's yet to see how Strange New Worlds will will do next season but especially i think in their return to episodic tv you know where a story is is told in a single episode there may be an arc that carries you through the season but the story's pretty much wrapped it up in an episode i think that's that's been a huge thing to me i've really i've really liked that with strange new worlds so we think star wars works better as tv star i mean star trek works better as tv is what i'm uh-huh. hearing um, Star Wars can kind of go either way. I think it can go either way. Mandalorian so, worked great. So, and Andor, you were talking about the how it's developing. Won't this be the first one that 
is as long as Andor's plan to be in what, 21 episodes. So yeah. it's more of what we're custom. You mentioned, you know, the fall preview TV guide, stuff it's like that. It's more of a regular TV it's series. It's like a season, season as opposed which to a used limited be, series. Which used to be 22 or 23 apps. Yeah. So. Right. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, and speaking of Mandalorian, um, Pedro Pascal, is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name? The Mandalorian himself. He was interviewed. They were doing, there was some sort of press availability. He was with a, one of the showrunners of Mandalorian. And someone asked, do you ever anticipate a movie, a Mandalorian movie? And Pedro jumps in and said, yes, we would like to end the Mandalorian on the big screen. Uh, I think I think that would be cool. Mm. I so, think because then you could take advantage of the story. Yeah. You've established these characters and then you have a spectacle as a payoff because it should work without people having seen the series, but it should work better for people that are invested and know the characters. So is that what Marvel's going to do? To try to do with the Marvels, I think I think that they well I don't know if to do it with the Marvels that would that would be a good fit to kind of bring in what you've done with with some of those earlier series and maybe tie those together. I think it's what they did uh, ended up doing to a degree with WandaVision going into Multiverse of Madness. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So yeah. you know you saw that. And what if the Eternals? And now, and now you've come out of the other side of that, and you've got Wong and Madison on <laughs> the shield. You you love you some Madison. I do. Yeah. I think she's great. I yeah, think, yeah. Hey, she's got to come back. What were you going to say, Jim? Wasn't you know we talked uh, before about what uh, a possibility of the Eternals becoming a, a series where each Eternal the is, bust Arnold, is given a uh, whatever, um, given their own story. What if that had come first, and then the Eternals movie had come out? Would it have been different? I think it could have been because yeah. you you would have a little bit of you know of a, a, a knowledge of the characters. I think it suffered because it was Marvel's DC movie. We've said that before. It assumes you're and even, but it was worse than that because at least we know who Superman, Batman, and and Wonder Woman are, and Aquaman, but um, and Flash too, I guess. But we didn't know these characters. Mm-hmm. We don't know who these characters were. They and most of them seemed like oh that must be their Superman kind of character, or there's their Flash like character, or you know the Marvel equivalent of it. So it seemed like, you know, um, kind of an analog version of superheroes we knew as opposed to something that we're supposed to care about. It basically was super friends gone wrong on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and yeah, that's a real good, I mean, cause that's what it felt like. Yeah. You know? And so are, are Marvel is Marvel starting to stretch their, they, they've gone from their A-list characters to their B-list characters. They're getting some of their A-listers back with X-Men and Fantastic Four. I thought that was a pun on, with the stretch thing. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. But they, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is built upon B characters, right. essentially. Yeah. And now they're into the C and D list of characters. Because, yeah. I mean, you have to be a pretty hardcore fan to like the Eternals. Yeah. You know? Or even know who they are. Or know who they are. Yeah. You know, because... Those last relevant runs were in the seventies. I mean, those were yeah. that was when Kirby was with Jack Kirby was with Marvel. Yeah, and they're people that I knew their name, but you know, had never read in a book. You know, so um, and that, that's when I would have been reading, you know, stuff. So let me go back, Robbie. Just something that you've said before. Just to go back to my oh, you about listen the, to the me? visual. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The uh, you this mentioned Jay many times, speaking, Mervin. <laughs> <laughs> if my mic is on. Um, the, uh, You've talked a lot of times about how you watch stuff on your iPad. You could take that too. You've talked a lot of times. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, do you does, does does it make a difference to you if you're watching, you know, if you watch in game on your iPad versus on the big screen versus just on a big TV at home? How is the experience? Because you've, you've it, done it, it 
it's much more regularly. intimate, right? It's much more immediate, I guess is what I should say. And you don't have the thundering subwoofer going mm-hmm. on. Um, how do you what? How do you listen? Do you have uh, AirPod Pros? Okay. Yeah. So, which I've watched stuff on my phone before if I really want to watch something, and that's the only device I have. But oh, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, the phone versus even even the yeah you know, the iPad Fire the ad the iPad at eighteen inches twenty four inches from my eyes is probably equivalent to a fifty two inch TV. Yeah, and I'll do that sometimes. I'll sit there and go, okay, if I'm watching this and hold it up to the TV across the room, well, that's about the same. Yeah, the perspective, huh? but it's not. You know, the same as a, a theater, yeah. right. you know, so it, it, I think iPad versus TV is kind of a, you know, it, a lot of times the picture is great. You know, it's so good on the iPad. Remember, the medium is the message. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, but I, I typically, I mean, I'll watch some stuff on an iPad, but I, I won't watch, I usually watch a movie on the iPad. Do you? I don't, I'm, we have an iPad, but I don't watch anything on it. It's either going to be on my phone. I have a Amazon Fire that sometimes I'll watch yeah, stuff on, but. He, Cause he's lit, <laughs> but like Madison. last night, when you think about the experience, though, I was I started Andor. Melissa was working, so I turned like the lights off and and watched it. You and know, she's in, like, in "Hey, I'm darker. working." What well, no, it's funny. She came in from Hello. the other room and turned the light. I'm like, "What are you doing? You're not even in here watching." Yeah. But another funny thing about the experience is we have. I may have mentioned this. We have the the big. I guess the subwoofer, you know, behind me in the, yeah. in the room on the surround sound. And Melissa likes to put things on it, like decor. <laughs> and so every now Change. and then I'll hear a rattle <laughs> that's not from the soundtrack. Yeah. It's from whatever yeah. candlestick or whatever yeah. she's put on the subwoofer. That's funny. That is funny. It has actually knocked things off before. Well, if it's a good, uh, you know. It's a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is. So, all right. Did we answer the question? I, well, I think the answer is it kind of depends, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, some things lend themselves to it. I think I think the the best thing you can do is set up a situation. I think Marvel's done the best job of this so far, where one complements the other. They didn't get that worked out real well with Agents of Shield, their first attempt for it. They did a little bit better job, actually, probably a much better job with uh, Daredevil and the other things that were Netflix things because they kind of let them th- those be their own thing and let them breathe on their own. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't, they didn't try to really tie those into the, you know, to the MCU that much other than a few references. Now I think from what they've learned with both of those things, they're able to do that. So the Disney plus series we're seeing have a place in the MCU, but can tell sometimes a much more intimate or ground level, what it's like to call it story. So daredevil will be a ground level story and leave, the big universe threatening stories to the big screen. Hmm. Speaking of uh, speaking of the Netflix Marvel TV shows, did you see where uh, who was it who played Danny Rand? Sean Finn is that? His yeah, name? he wants to <laughs> come like, back for Heroes for Hire. Yeah, can I come back, please? Uh, knock, knock, knock. Don't yeah. call us. I'll call you. We didn't mention CW and DC and stuff, but you know the CW obviously was a was a huge hit for DC properties. We've yeah. talked before about how they overstayed their welcome for most of the series. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that was a, that was, that was really at the time with the beginning of arrow, the first few seasons of flash and even into Supergirl, that was some huge DC successes, you know, think what Kevin Feige could have done if he had basically a network to, to yeah. program. Yeah. Well, that know. was the mistake of agents of shield is they, they didn't, he didn't want it. Feige didn't really want yeah. it, but he was kind of shut out from that. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, 
maybe we imparted a little bit of wisdom and opinions to those three people. A little wisdom and a lot of opinions. A little (laughs) wisdom and a lot of opinions. No wisdom and lots of opinions. So, All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us, and thank you for listening, Mervyn. We'll talk to you next week.